I just changed my air filter today because I've, I've been like sneezing a lot in my apartment, and I'm pretty sure that thing hasn't been changed in like ten years. It was like oh, fun. it's like so dark gray; it's almost black. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no. I feel like uh, I've definitely been feeling like some allergies for just like the smoke and stuff. I don't know if it's just in my head or if it's like a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Is everyone ready? Yep. Okay. Hello and welcome to Headcanon. I'm James Taylor. And I'm Marco Sparks. Hi guys, I'm Caitlin. Ryan, should I say my last name? I'm really bad at this. <laughs> I'm someone who's recorded so many fucking podcasts. I'm going to do that again. Hi guys, I'm Caitlin Riley. Hello Caitlin, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. How are you guys? We are well. Uh, thanks for joining us today. You do have a regular podcast, the Riverdale Register, uh, and it's uh, convenient that you're joining us because we were talking about the chilling adventures of Sabrina today. Yes, very excited to chat. And you did like a Scream TV show podcast too, right? I did. Oh my God. Deep cut from my past. Um, yeah, that was actually um, my podcast partner and I um shout out to john Penn. um we started with a scream podcast and then um scream stopped being a tv show sort of there is supposed to be a third season and uh we're not really sure when that's coming out i'm sure that if it does come out we will record episodes on it but but yeah we we have uh do you like scary podcasts <laughs> if anybody's watching the show on netflix I mean, like you having you join us has been like a long time coming. It's been something yeah. that's been in the back of my mind since like Paley of like two years ago. Yeah, I was like, are you guys at Paley Fest? I was yeah. hoping that I would get a glimpse of the then very mysterious <laughs> Bros Watch PLL. You, you guys are not as mysterious now, but but it's this, still exciting to be you here. You got the <laughs> scoop on uh, Keegan Allen punching one of us in the face. Yeah, it's so crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> Did I tell you guys that I saw him? Once, um, in an apartment complex, I was living at like really? sitting at a hot tub he, wearing like, a leather jacket. Did he like try to advertise a watch to you or something? Was he by himself? <laughs> he was not by himself. No, he was with friends, but it was like right after the Toby is maybe on the A team reveal. Mm-hmm. And it was hilarious because at the time I was like in a college program and I had not. No, like nobody that I was with cared about Pretty Little Liars at all. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh my God, guys, like you have no idea how big of a deal this is. It was like probably like the day after I think that this reveal happened because it was like, oh my God, I Mm want to ask him so bad. So that's my story. (laughs) Hold me back. back. He put Spencer in a mental hospital. Hold me back. Oh my God. I still really shipped Spoey for a while. I know it's controversial, but I really, really did. Like well, you guys know that. I don't know if it's controversial. I mean, it's it's a weird point of me, but I don't know if right. other people like mainstream. Also, I want to apologize. My I have two new cats, and they're fascinated by the cat. microphone. So if oh, they if there's cat interruptions, I want to apologize. <laughs> if you hear um, any sound, any Riverdale or listeners, not saying that there are any, but here, but. Um, yeah, they'll know that if you hear a dog barking, it's just Stella, my dog. So, yeah. Very famous dog. Very uh, famous. 
All right. Well, usually we, we talk a little bit about our, uh, our media diet before we get to our main topic. I did just want to say at the top, uh, just to head off any uh, tweet questions about it, um, we will be doing a headcanon on Fantastic Beasts 2 soon. This is not today. Um, so this is not that episode. Um, and we have finished watching you, both of us. We'll be talking about that on the next PLL podcast. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I miss you already. It's so good, right? Oh, I love it. I, it, I think I would say it it's my favorite show of this year, new show. Yeah, yeah. It's excellent. I know. It's so good. Oh, Joe. What's next, Joe? <laughs> you guys got to read Hidden Bodies. It's so good. It's so crazy. I am kind of curious. I mean, how is the... This is the only point we'll get into on you, but like, how much does you the show match up with the book? Other than like, he's killing people a lot sooner in the show. It's pretty close. Um, I don't think I, unless I'm like misremembering the book, which is definitely possible. I actually lent it to a friend, so I don't know. But um, I think there's no Paco from what mm. I remember. Okay. And the ending is very different. Ooh. Yeah, well, the ending is not very different. The ending is... The, the, ending, the ending, ending, ending is a little different. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> different, end. yeah. Yeah, and uh, there is... It's mostly similar. I think it's a little bit more brutal. Like, it's sort of how I would compare if you watch American Psycho, the movie, versus you watch American Psycho... You read American Psycho, the book. Mm. Uh, I find that you, the book, is a lot more disturbing than the mm. TV show just because you're really in the head of this person and the language is very graphic in a way that the show can't be because of its nature. So it doesn't look like Dan from gossip girl. No, God, he's so cute though. <laughs> really is. Hate to say it really cute. All right. Well, since we're talking about television, uh, what are you guys watching right now? Um, Caitlin, why don't you go first? Well, I'm not through it all the way. Um, but I'm really enjoying, um, the Haunting of Hill House. The the movie The Haunting that came out in 1999 with like <laughs> Owen oh, yeah. Wilson. Owen Wilson, yeah. Yeah, that was like one of my first real like horror movie obsessions. And I think that if we all watch it now, we know that it's not a very great movie. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not exceptional. Right. Uh, but I really just always like liked that story. And the show is so different. It's it's really barely an adaptation of it, but mm-hmm. uh, of the Shirley Jackson novel, I mean, but, but I, I'm enjoying it. So that movie yeah. really sticks out in my mind. It was the first time I sort of identified the, um, there's a, a shot where a certain character is like about to die, like through some sort of accident or something. And it's like this wow. medium shot where something's coming in from the side. And it was the first time I recognized that that shot is like the, the character is about to die shot. I started noticing that in all sorts Wilson of movies. Is, yeah. Yeah. Is it Owen Wilson getting knocked over with like the big lion head thing? Yeah. yeah. Getting his head like, cut off. Yeah. It's yeah, like this medium me shot of doom, you know? That messed me up for like years after I watched that. Well, it's like, it's almost as if you can't take a classic novel of psychological terror and a great original adaptation and not expect it to be terrible in the hands of the director of, of Speed. Hey. <laughs> Great movie, you guys. <laughs> Fantastic. And Speed 2, Cruise Control. I mean, not forget right, that, right. that Criterion Classic. All right, what are you uh, watching, Marco? Um, 
I've been a little busy, so I've not been catching up too much. Um, so I mostly, other than like my normal shows, like like The Good Place, like I just watched last night's episode this morning. I've okay. been, yeah, relaxing with uh, catching up with episodes of Riverdale at night, which. Um, oh yeah, I've heard of that show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I just left off the de- it's just the little details. I just write them down in my dream journal as if they're dreams I had. So I just left <laughs> off the part where the Riverdale Vixens have a special morning cloak variant to their usual cheerleading outfit. And uh, I was yeah. like, yep, the budget on this show is intense. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't PLL get this budget in its later seasons? <laughs> I know, right? Uh... Oh, my answer's uh, kind of boring. I don't know. I've just started rewatching Game of Thrones season seven. I feel like mm. it's been, I don't know, at least a year, year and a half almost. Like, I think I like that season more than most people. I didn't have a ton of complaints with it. And so I've been kind of thinking recently, like, yeah, I kind of want to rewatch that. Because I think I just watched all those episodes once and that was it. Was this the very last one? Yeah, the last one. Oh, okay. Did people really have a lot of complaints? I thought that was kind was of a... a bunch of bitching and moaning about, like, how long it would take a character to get from here to there. Oh. and You know, shit like that. I feel like uh, if you care about that, don't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, that shouldn't so, be your complaint. Like calculating how fast a dragon can fly and, you know, can Gendry run the distance between here and the wall and then send a raven and then presuming they get the raven and immediately turn around and get on the dragon. Could the dragon get there in time? It's just like, man, who cares? I mean, if you have those complaints, you know, really think them through and then smash your face into a pillow and just yell them out because that's about how much people care. <laughs> Um, so what are you, what are you reading? Um, that's so sad. It's so sad that I'm like, what am I reading? <laughs> um, oh, I was reading. I really do read guys. I promise. <laughs> I just haven't had as much time to read. Um, I am actually reading this book that I'm like kind of in the middle of, but I feel like I was going to save it for the plane. I had a better answer for this cause I, <laughs> What was the book that I just finished reading that I really liked? Oh, um, I read it's the, the new-ish Meg Abbott book, mm. um, Take My Hand, mm-hmm. give, me your, give Me Your Hand. Um, I read that a little bit ago, but I thought it was pretty interesting. It's, uh, it's kind of dark, but all of her books are are pretty dark. So it's kind of about this friendship between these two like women scientists Mm. and one of them does something like really horrible and how that kind of affects both of their lives. And it's, it's good. It's not my favorite book by that author, but it is, it's an enjoyable read. If you like her, Meg Abbott. Creepy cover. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay, cool. Um, I just picked up Seduction by Karina Longworth, and I'm excited to read it. I've been looking forward to this for a few months. It's uh, Sex Lies and Stardom and Howard Hughes' Hollywood. And so, I don't know. That's going to be my like Thanksgiving week relax read. Yay. Have you seen Stone Apply? Have I seen what now? That Rule Stone Apply, that movie with Lily oh. Collins that came out no, a few no. years ago. Oh, what is just- that? I think it's about Howard Hughes. I'm okay. like, am I wrong? <laughs> it's kind of, and it's with the guy from uh, Solo. Oh, the oh, Alden yeah. Ehrenreich. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! All the people who have played Howard Hughes on the big screen could not be more different. Because you got on Solo, you've got Leo, 
And then like John Locke has played well, Howard Hughes. He doesn't. Han Solo does not play Howard Hughes, oh, okay, to be fair. Okay. But he, but the person who does is um, Warren Beatty, I think. Oh. And it definitely could not oh. be more different. So, so very true. Mm. Wow, Warren Beatty. What yeah. about you, uh, Benjenzio? Um, uh, stop calling me that. Um, <laughs> I have, uh, I suppose, a, a bit of an embarrassing answer for this. Because I, when I was filling this out, I was going to say I just finished a Veronica Mars book. But then I realized I had been <laughs> reading something else last night online. Um I started reading this just incredibly trashy Raylo fanfic. I'm not sure why it's, um, <laughs> it's super long. It's like very much like targeted directly at nerdy stars fans who get all like the, the cheesy references to old books and whatnot. Um, it's filthy. It's, uh, it's just, it's right in that, that trashy fanfic lane where it's like, it's well-written enough so that it's not annoying to read. And it's just super mm-hmm. pulpy. It's like Ray turns out to be a secret princess and she has to like have an arranged marriage with Kylo Ren. It's absurd. I love it. Uh, so when you say filthy, trashy, pulpy, we're talking mm. horny, right? Oh, it's horny as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. But like, it's also the like part. they're they're edging the hell out of you the whole way through, you know? Yeah. Where does one read these <laughs> fan fictions? Uh, I will post a link to this in the show notes for the episode if anyone else is curious. It's I called, really hope that someone's happy that you're sharing this. Like, <laughs> it's called like Landscape it's with a Blur of Conquerors. I don't know why. But. Mm. It's intense. Mm-hmm. This is why people listening to this are like, James is my bro. This is, this is, this is why they stand you. <laughs> you're keeping it real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. How uh, did you come across this? I saw like a <laughs> reference to it in some, it was some like column, like, things I'm happy for in, in nerd culture this year or something like that, where it's just like okay. reference in it. And I was just like, Hmm, that sounds up my alley. All right. Last question. How long is it? Um, it's like, I'm on chapter 25. I think it's not oh done my yet. God. Yeah. I think it's, it's supposed to run like 50 chapters or something. I don't know. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, that's too long. That's like someone, a novel. Is, someone is like, I have written a soaking wet <laughs> Raylo. I mean, it's novel. like, it's uh I think you call it snackable, you know, you don't have to read it all at once. Okay. Well, I mean, you're being edged that hard. Yikes. Okay. Uh what is what everyone you- listening to? <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, well, my friends have this band. I actually just promoted them on the Riverdale Register as well. But um they're called Gestures and Sounds and they have a new album out. And I want to clarify that I am not recommending them just because they are my friends. I genuinely really like their music. I actually love their music. And uh, I think you all should listen to it. That's all. Sounds good. Um, I don't know if I'm listening to things specifically. Like the other day I was at work and I just like listened to like a whole like day of like Prince to motivate me. But um, I literally just downloaded a song called All My Friends Are Falling In Love by The Vaccines. So I guess that's the most recent thing I've listened to. Sorry, it's kind of a shitty answer, but what about you? Um, my answer is kind of boring as well. I've mostly, I think, uh, from watching A Star is Born, it kind of like rekindled my interest in live performances. So I've been watching mm-hmm. just lots of concert videos from like Death Cab or churches or really anything where like one of my favorite bands is doing a cover of somebody else or someone else is doing a cover of them or like one is guesting with the other, you know, lots of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, you need to watch it where they bring somebody else on stage. Well, they're, I guess Death Cab is like touring in the same cities as churches. So sometimes it's like Lauren Mayberry okay. comes out to like sing on one of their songs. So that's always interesting. 
Ben Gibbard's like, all you gotta do is trust me. It's all you gotta do. <laughs> I wish he talked like Jackson Maine. Okay, he's like cool. super fit now. Is like, he? Yeah, I don't know if you've seen pictures of him recently. He's like super slimmed down. He huh, might he I might guess. be going bald though. He's like doing like a serious bangs thing, and it's like, are you covering something? <laughs> the hair's never been great in that band. But they're a, they're a band that sounds like they don't have great hair. Mm-hmm. Um we were gonna talk about Halloween, but I don't think we really are as much, right? Halloween came and gone. Yeah. I never saw yeah. it, so Oh, the just, movie or the holiday? Well, the movie. we talk about both. So, I guess I really like the movie. Um, that's all I really have to say about it. <laughs> uh, so I, I have two points that I've written down because this is literally all I've written down about the movie. The guy who plays Dave, who's like her, the one girl's date. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. He's like the prom date in Blockers. Also, more egregiously, mm-hmm. he's he's the grown-up William in the latest iteration of the X Files. So, in retrospect, I hate him. Uh, oh, but no. also. Laurie Strode's granddaughter, who to me comes off like very cool, like I want to hang out with her. Her name, yeah, I just I realized, is Allison Nelson. So shout out to the real Allison Nelson. <laughs> nice. Like I think she spells it exactly the same too, or they spell it exactly the same. But I really liked her. I don't know. It was, it was a fun movie. It was fine. I thought it was really, yeah, that's, it felt um, like it wasn't reinventing the wheel, but that was kind of like, okay. Mm. To me, like, I'm happy that they kind of stuck with, like, the formula of the first film, but sort of updated it, as Mm. opposed to doing what I feel like so many of the other Halloween and also just, like, horror movie remakes in general do, which is, like, no, we have to make it better, like, by adding all these, like, convoluted elements, which I hate. So, I thought this worked. I mean, it's interesting just, like, mimicking shots from, like, the ending, but with Laurie in like yeah. the shadows roll. Although it's, you know, in a very modern sense though, when the one chick is like crawling on the bathroom floor to survive, I was just like, just let him kill you. <laughs> wow. Just, just let it end. <laughs> it's a rest stop bathroom. It could not be more disgusting. Yeah. I'm I just, thought that too, actually. Like I was like, <laughs> get up. like, I get it, but get up. You're like, yeah, just make it quick. Michael Myers. <laughs> just take the satisfaction out of it for him. Maybe it'll be over faster. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, Sabrina, Chilling Sabrina. Adventures of Sabrina, Chaos. Yeah. yeah. So they actually took out the 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 in order for it to be chaos. That I'm kind like, of bothers me. It bothers me so much because it's like how, like what, like chaos, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. You have to say the mm-hmm. in front of it. There's no way to avoid it. To chaos. To chaos. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you know minor spoiler warnings ish. We're ostensibly focusing on the first three episodes although uh conversations may wander i suppose depending on what else you want to talk about um Mm -hmm. would anyone like to go first with a little opening statement about their thoughts on the show Uh, Uh, i guarantee mine's the briefest you go first then okay um let me just say this i really wanted to love this show yeah is that over to you guys (laughs) I actually think I, I agree. Um, I really wanted to love the show. Instead, I think I I really liked the show. Mm-hmm. But I think that the problem, I think that the problem that I had with it, which one, I, I felt entertained like the entire time. But I think that the issue that I sort of had when I was watching it was that I never really felt like there was a mystery. And not saying that everything that you watch has to have kind of like a mystery, but like I feel like. Like, I I just felt like there was nothing that Sabrina was really 
seeking to learn, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, mm-hmm. that it was more just her kind of navigating these problems that would sort of arise in the episode. And it was almost like I was more interested in Madame Satan's perspective on the whole thing. Yes. If that makes sense. Like I was like, I'm like, what is she thinking? Like what's going on with her? Because the perspective of Sabrina is kind of just this teen girl dealing with teen problems, which I like. I mean, I watch like so much television that is literally just that, but Mm. I was kind of hoping that, I mean, one of my favorite things to do that I've done like endlessly with, shows like Pretty Little Liars and Riverdale and honestly even like This Is Us and You and well you I kind of know the ending of so it's fine but um you know it's really the theories about what's going on is almost just as fascinating to me as what the show is presenting but I felt like every episode I never had a question about what was going on mm-hmm. it was just sort of like you're just digesting like what's happening in the episode as opposed to really letting your mind wander to like what else is like what deeper I don't know. Mm-hmm. So if that makes I, sense. I would say like I'm gonna try to rein in how much I love Michelle Gomez. Oh like, she's great. Because I could talk about her for like nonstop an hour without taking a break because she's so great. Like whenever the show falls into the trouble, they cut over to her. And even if it has no point at all, I'm like, okay, this works for me. Um, I really just wanted to step into the writer's room every other episode and be like, I think you're squandering potential here. Like episode three, <laughs> I hate so Gomez <laughs> yeah. in the show. Episode three, I hate it. Episode five, I hate it. It's like every other episode, I'm just like, what are you, what are you doing? What is it? What is this? Why is she on trial? This is, no, don't do this. You know, you have too much here. Anyway, sorry. James. Uh, so yeah, I'd say the show it has everything I'd want in a show. I, I love Karen Chipka on Mad Men. I think she's really talented. I actually like the kind of stylized, like Sleepy Hollow visual aesthetic, even the anachronistic stuff. Um, it feels like we're due for another paranormal heroine show like Buffy. Uh, I thought that the show moving from CW to Netflix would kind of give it room to not get bogged down in like the standard CW relationship drama stuff that all their shows seem to have. Like on paper, it's just a slam dunk. It's totally up my alley. If only it was good. Um, I just, I, I, we agreed to watch the three episodes for this podcast. I fully intended to binge watch the whole thing immediately. I made it four episodes in. I just, what a disappointment. I was just not here for it at all. Mm. I definitely wasn't, yeah, I want like, I definitely enjoyed everything that I watched, but I don't think that, um, if, it just didn't feel like a bingeable show to me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't feel like, I mean, 13 reasons why is very controversial, but I will say that like every episode that I watched of that teen drama on Netflix, I felt like really I could go into the next one and be really like excited about like, like I, I just felt like every episode kind of felt like it would would have been better served if it was on a network TV and you watched it week to week because it didn't feel very, it didn't feel like one big story. It felt like, um, it felt like it was telling sort of these like fun individual stories of how she's going to navigate being a witch and being a mortal. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but, but I felt like it was trying to do something very different in each episode and that it didn't really feel like there was a narrative thread that would make me want to binge at all. 
the first six episodes, because that's how far I got, is like very much, I feel like, I don't know, maybe like retained DNA from when it was more of a network show, because it's very much like, what's the thing of this episode? Or like, what's the thing of this episode? And even like episode five, which kind of ends on a cliffhanger, he said, shrugging. Like, when you pick it up in episode six, like, throw it away as fast as possible. So it's like, yeah, I could have waited a week. Well, it didn't seem like it was ultimately building towards anything. Yeah. Except for just what's the new weird scenario in which we can get our character (laughs) semi-undressed. Yeah, really. Uh, All right. Well, let's talk about what we did like about it. What are our top three moments? Any honorable mentions above the top three that anyone has? Um, I'm going to pull up my notes. (laughs) I'll say for me, um, the Halloween party, I guess, just aesthetically monster mash. Like it, in some ways you can say it's a little cheap cause they don't really do anything to like earn it. But I don't know. I liked it as a, a little individual moment. Mm. Are we doing individual people like you go, you go, you go. Yeah. Or are you doing, okay, cool. Sorry. <laughs> Should I go? Sure. Yes. Um, I thought that the maze scene in the first episode was pretty fun. Just thought that was like a, the hay monster and uh, with Michelle Gomez plotting the voodoo doll-esque scenario to get Sabrina to run away uh, (laughs) from the tree. I thought that was fun. And I thought that the burning tree witches were uh, pretty cool. Was that that what she was trying to do? Get her away from the tree? That's what I thought. Or maybe it would get her towards the tree. (laughs) I watched that episode twice and I'm still not sure. I, I just thought the hay monster was cool, you guys. No, no, it was. I just like, both times I watched it, I'm like, what is her goal? Like, I, I don't understand. Does she just want to kill Sabrina? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like there's a problem with like half the visuals are really creepy and great. And then the other half are the cheesiest fuck. So like the tree, the burning tree and like the hanging witches and all that shit that works. That is so like get under your skin. And then like the, the actual big bad of episode five, like the dream monster demon mm-hmm. It was like 1970s Doctor Who rubber face bullshit. And I was like, this is embarrassing. This is like a Power Rangers villain. It's very like, dark bouncing shadows, around. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Marco, do you have a number three? My number three, uh, mine are going to suck. I'm sorry. But my number three is just, it's like maybe seven minutes into the first episode when Sabrina is just dancing around all happy for a few minutes in her house when I she's like coming home too. from her day. And I was just like, I just want this gif of Kieran and Shipka being happy and dancing forever. So. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. All right, let's see. My number three. Um, it's a cheesy scene, but uh, when Sabrina is asking Harvey to check for birthmarks, it's like mm. it definitely has a little bit of that. Like we need to take off our clothes and hug each other to stay warm, like fanficy vibe. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, I didn't like that the scene just like ended with her clothes half off. It's like, and then what? Like what? It's how like, did ha- what dot, happened? Dot, dot. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's a cheap pretense, obviously, for her to get half naked in front of her boyfriend. But I thought it it was fun, at least. Is Harvey a hunk? Like, is he dreamy? Do people are people crushing on Harvey. He's so sweet. Um, but I don't know if he is a hunk. I don't know. That's actually one of mine. Um, one of my moments. So it's not really a moment. It's more of I kind of like that they make Harvey really soft because it it's a rare thing to see this like 
character on television that's like the primary love interest be sort of just as like nice like soft like young boy like that mm-hmm. is not trying to be i don't know like i i just feel like like it's a rare thing that his primary trait that sabrina is attracted to is that he's just like a kind guy they don't have mm-hmm. him have to go do something to like reestablish his masculinity or anything yeah exactly yeah he is just this person also, there's no there's no scene in any iteration of Sabrina where it's like other characters in a room and you just hear like the bed springs squeaking whenever <laughs> Sabrina and Harvey go like like in Riverdale. But yeah, yeah I, I was just like <laughs> she's saving herself for the devil. Yeah. Oh, the Dark Lord is a fragile little bitch. Um uh did you do your number three? Yeah, I did three. Do okay. Two. Uh my number two is this is really catty. My number two is just all the time someone rubbed Vaseline on the camera. Oh, oh, God. That's like the yeah. Instagram like tilt shift effect. Yeah. It's goddamn. You like that? No, I'm being okay. half sarcastic. Because it happened a lot. It happened a lot. What about you, Caitlin? Um, I really I kind of enjoyed the and I believe this is in episode three. If I like mess this up, stop me, but um when Roz admits that she's basically like glowing blind. Uh, I think that's three. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, wow, that's like kind of a dark place for the show to go. Like, it felt pretty. It felt like a kind of an interesting little twist. Mm -hmm. I I have questions about that. Where Mm -hmm. the rest of the season progresses when we get to the end of this. Um, yeah. Yeah, Let's see. Is it my turn? Yeah. All right. So my number one. Oh wait, no, we're on two. Line number two is when uh, Ambrose kind of threatens Father Blackwood and like the rest who are like coming to their house at the end of episode two. Um, mm-hmm. That's just like a yeah, cool moment cool. for him. Yeah. Um, related to that, my number one. Um, it's not great, but I, I believe it's an episode. It's an episode two. Uh, it's just Sabrina yelling when she finally stands up to them after they've all followed her to her house, and she's just like, "I'm Sabrina Selman. I'm not signing my name away, you punk ass bitches." And I was like, okay, cool. Correct like mode. she's yeah, she's tough. Like this is gonna happen. Like um and then it didn't go so much places from that, but I was like, okay, I could really get behind this show. Like it, took, it was a slow burn to get to here, but yeah, I'm digging it. So that's my that's my number one. Did I not say mine? I don't know. Do you have any left? I thought that the Sabrina Harvey stuff was kind of sweet. That was ba- <laughs> that was sort of connected to the Harvey comment. Like I, I kind of liked that he, like he tells her that he loves her and it's sort of a nice moment and it's not, it's not like Riverdale sexy. It's sort of just sweet. And I thought I, I liked it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad in, in contrast to that, how much I grew to dislike Harvey and for no, no good reason. But like, I just got I cringe every time he said Brina I was like, she has a cool name. Stop saying Brina. Just say Sabrina. A lot you. of people say Brina, like in the show, in a way I've never actually heard anybody whose nickname is, <laughs> like whose name is Sabrina say that. Like, have it you ever heard? It's weird. No, I know. I've never, I've never heard anyone named Sabrina who's called I see Brina. Maybe, I just, maybe just Brie. I don't know. Right. But, that's what I was yeah. just going to say. That's funny. Yeah. Like, Brie would make more sense. And then when he got into the hole, like, no, oh, I'd give up flying for you. I was just like, oh. <laughs> she's not going to give up a fine. No, and she shouldn't, but also, you know, 
Yeah. That's <laughs> what about the part where he's like, you know, I never mentioned this to anyone before, but like I was in the mines once and I saw like a crazy goat man that traumatized me for life. Anyway, See, that's why I like Harvey. Like that's a, yeah, like cool. Like you're afraid of things. I just want to know why, why is he in the mines? Is this like the hunger games or something? <laughs> His dad is a minor. It's like a thing. He's in high school. Yeah. I don't know why you would make a high school kid work in the mines, but in this show, the dad's really pissed that Harvey doesn't want to work in the mines. I just want you to appreciate these are the jobs that Trump is trying to save. <laughs> yeah. Working in the mines. Yeah. He wants to legalize high school mine labor. <laughs> We're bringing back high school mine labor to America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. My number one is the same as Marco's just uh, her, you know, calling people out, refusing to sign. Um, I feel like she needed a little more of that in the show, or at least from what I watched of it, kind of like standing up for herself. But mm-hmm. yeah. the one thing I didn't really understand is she seemed very excited to become a witch, like the first half of the first episode. Yeah. Um, or I guess she is a witch, but to fully immerse into the witch culture. Um, she, she changes her mind. I feel like she says it's for Harvey, but then it seems like she has like a lot of bigger issues with it that don't I'm like, well, why didn't you have those issues before? Like, right. to, to me, it well, just seems insane. Like it's just not a good deal. Like why would yeah. anyone join this weird cult where you like sign away your autonomy? And look, I love Richard Coyle though. I hated his character, but like, right. it's like, she just waited till like the, the moment of and find out that he lied. And it's like the day before, I wish I had Richard Coyle's voice. I really do. He's got that great Welsh voice. But like, I don't know. Like, it's, it doesn't it seem like well thought out. Like, it seems like a really dour household to grow up in. Like, other than Ambrose. Um, Who's the delight. <laughs> Love him. Yeah, Ambrose is fantastic. Like, I was the my biggest surprise to me of the show. Because, I mean, I went in the show knowing I'm going to love Kieran Shipka. Even if the whole show shit the bed, I was going to love her. I was going to love Michelle Gomez. But, like, Ambrose was, like, the big surprise to me. Um, it just doesn't seem like a fucking fun house to grow up in. But then again, this town has <laughs> bumped its head a few too many times or something. Um, although... Like, no, no, I guess no magical reason for why Miss Grundy got offed in the same town, right? Like, this is the same town. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Interesting. This is, this is the, like, Ravenswood down the road from, from Rosewood. Uh, well, I guess we'll just move into our own kind of general discussion slash complaints. There's one that I just, like, it's, like, right at the top of the show that kind of immediately kind of raised my hackles because I feel like this is a thing. With the, the credits? Uh, showrunner, not the credits, no, but the oh. uh, it starts off with this kind of bland narration where she's like, This is Greendale, where every day feels like it's Halloween in this town, or something like that. And it just seems like you're not supposed to say that, you're supposed to earn that and have other people say that about your show, you know. Which I, I feel like this, the showrunner here, Roberto Aguiar Sacasa, like in Riverdale, in this, it almost seems like he's more interested in writing a recap about his show than writing the show itself. It's like he mm. wants to comment on what he's doing more than just tell the story. And it drives me nuts. Like my, again, I'm still catching up river down. My impression of his, his tenure in these shows all goes back to that, like off Broadway, Archie play that never got produced. Like it's, it's all coming from like a fan fiction place, you know? So like you said, I think he's very good at commenting. 
And I think he's very good at like establishing a look and moments that don't feel connected. Um, Gif- my example of that would be Cheryl. Yeah. yeah, my example of that would be like the Cheryl character in Riverdale, who's like more icon than character. Um, so yeah. I'd never read like his comic of Sabrina. I'm assuming that a lot of this is just him straight up adapting himself. Yeah, for the most part, um, it's pretty similar, but there are a few like pretty major changes, but they kind of come later. Okay. Um, but yeah, James, you had pointed out, I think, in a tweet, like a really good point about the credits, like a very striking credit sequence on a on a whole like platform that's designed for you to skip <laughs> over it. <laughs> I don't know why Netflix does that. They do that with seemingly all their shows that I watch. It's like they have these super long credit sequences, and then they have like a, an option to skip right past them. It's like okay, and you do eventually, it, yeah. like yeah, after the first two episodes. So, I mean, it's um, a pretty cool title sequence, I think. It's just very long. It's very long. Yeah. Does she like oh, eventually, and, does her hair ever get like more platinum at the end? Is that like something yes. that develops? Okay. Spoilers, but yes, mm. it does. And if you look at Instagram, I'm assuming all of season two is like the super white hair. Is that like when she I hope so, finally attains her full cool. power or something? Yeah. Yep. There's a twist sort mm. of, of sorts. Is it her twin with cloven feet? No, but that would be <laughs> so cool. I'm hoping season two. <laughs> that would be so creepy it's just um, like Karen and Shifo with goat legs <laughs> but how fun would that be so fun. Uh, I just found out I'm into some weird stuff when you mentioned that cool I'll be reading that uh, 25 chapter Harvey fanfic Pinkle's tonight. just like ah oh, gee Sabrina I don't know <laughs> again <laughs> Harvey he Say literally has the word kink in his last name and there's not a kink involved in this dude <laughs> um <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you saying? I just don't see him as that kind of, you know, hoof loving guy. He's not. And I, I also don't see the same vibe from like, what's his name? Like Nick scratch. I like Nick scratch. I like <laughs> his name. Yeah, yeah. I remember that guy. He's not in the first three episodes, but yeah, he, he showed up in episode four and it was just like, Oh wow. What a name. What a name. But he also seems like, I don't know from, through episode six, he's like more talk than action, I guess. Yeah, like for sure. none, of, none of these guys is like grunt fucking their way to satisfaction or anything like that. So that's not happening. It's, it's there's devil worshipers. I would think the sex would be fantastic in this town, but no. Well, there is an episode. Did you see the pseudo Thanksgiving? Oh no. Okay. Well, there's, well, there's like you, a horny Thanksgiving episode. And then you will, <laughs> you will come back and you'll okay. about it so I don't know, like these <laughs> the witch's whole vibe it just it kind of seems like a super lame like goth youth group like it seems mm-hmm. like very conservative in a way well it's like do you guys hear how often you're kind using of. the word church yeah sort of <laughs> it's so there, there's so many mentions of church and like he's like a father like a priest or something it just it seems rather constricting for a satanic uh, cult or whatever yeah I was just waiting for him to be like, Sabrina, I want you to take over the church newsletter or something. (laughs) (laughs) The Dark Lord has a bake sale this Saturday. Um, At the very beginning, I love that Sabrina is the girl who explains like zombies to her friends and then like holds court on movie opinions. Like, like if this was a show just about her having a podcast, I'd watch that too. (laughs) The chilling podcast of Sabrina. Yes. See, I feel like they, uh, they really put some stilted dialogue in her mouth in those early scenes, though. 
Like the the way she talks relative to the other characters is very stiff, which I don't think is mm-hmm. really doing her performance any favors. Uh, it's her friends, though. Yeah. Are you not a fan of the friends? Um. Ultimately, no, but only because I feel like the show doesn't serve them super well. Like we get a lot of little details with them. Like the first time the one girl was like, I'm losing my eyesight. I'll be blind in a few months. I was like, Oh my God, you're a character in this show. Like, I know you've been standing there this <laughs> yeah. whole time, but like, you're finally a character. There's too much. I mean, I get the whole thing is that she's straddling both worlds, um, which I can't imagine any teenager who's just like, absolutely. My, my compromise, I will go to school six days a week at two different schools or something, but it's just, by straddling both these worlds, the show is not giving us enough of either characters. Like, I don't know what the draw is to others, either side of her, her life, you know, like we get a lot of Harvey, but. I could argue that there are maybe too many characters Mm, in general, like on here that they could have cut back a few combined, like a couple of people and have it, had it, have it be kind of the same show. Mm. Um, I mean, I get that they they want to have this split between the, her mortal life and what, you know, that she's supposed to leave behind. But, like, if it was all one school, if, yes. if all the characters went to the same high school, it would make so much more sense. You know, because, like, I don't know. But, you, like, only she can see it. Like, she's navigating these, like, dimensions yeah. on top of each other or something. Yeah. Which would be great because you could have, like... Uh, like the one character talking about how like the football team's bullying her and then like a fucking minotaur walks down the hallway, you know, with his like books under his arm and like right past them or something. It'd be great. Um, it's also the same high school set from Riverdale, right? Is I it? don't think so, but okay. I could be wrong. I it, don't think so though. It looked older to me. Okay. Like, like more anachronistic. I did think it was funny. Like, it's you know they've got like laptops and whatnot but they're like trying to keep this like kind of like older vibe but then at one point it's like she looks at a photo of her parents and it looks like it was taken like 1890 or something it's like, yeah. where did you get that or like the guy that dies like his parents have a photo of him it's like the yeah, old like, like going off to war photo or something yeah also the dad when hilda's like like your father was like movie star handsome and then we see edward spellman and i'm like mm-hmm <laughs> Weird that your sister would say that, but that's fine. Yeah, like, your sister who okay. sleeps in the same room as her sister. <laughs> yeah, things are different in the witch world. Yeah, it's not weird in the witch world. People are just closer. Yeah. Um, the original Night of the Living Dead as a date movie? Question mark. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, why not? Okay. Into it. Love it. <laughs> I'm very much like I have to say like I am how Sabrina was in the mm-hmm. horror movie in the beginning like that's me um, like I relish in all of that so cool. I was, that was relatable. I really wanted yeah. more of her dancing around like because that's from the trailer and mm-hmm. I thought like ooh I wonder maybe this will be like we're being introduced to her world as she does this and it's like no actually what you saw in the trailer you don't get any more in the show it literally just cuts away it's the same part. And it's mm. like, oh, okay. Never mind. I have to say though, I really like the house. Like I really enjoy how the look like the of design, it. I really yeah. yeah, I really enjoy the look of most of the like the production design of the show. Um the only thing I really don't like about the look of the show is the blurriness. Mm. I just find it confusing. Yeah. I don't think um, it's needed. Yeah. Right. It's not needed. I think that's more of what it is than it's confusing. It just doesn't feel necessary. It doesn't really tell me anything. 
Um, I was say coming off your point, James, like if she literally like, like bell danced her way into like an introduction of her world. Like if somehow mm-hmm. there was like a, like a single set of the house, that would be awesome. Well, it wouldn't like, even I need would to be, be like, a, a wow. single set necessarily, but it's like, she goes into the kitchen you see some weird witchy stuff brewing or something. And you see her yeah. bedroom, just something, I don't know. I, I just wanted more out of that. Yeah. I have some fun with it. Um, during the dancing, I don't know why, because uh, this is part of my DNA. I just wrote down, I really want Kieran and Shipka to play Lucy Hale's best friend term ne- nemesis turned lover in a movie so badly. Mm. <laughs> not, not a specific movie, just a movie. Not the new Fantasy Island movie with Lucy Hale. Uh, okay. A Blumhouse Fantasy Island movie with, with Michael Pena? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. The guy who did her Truth or Dare movie is directing too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love Truth or Dare. Okay. I like don't care. Like I know it's not a good movie. I love it. I think it's great. I want six more of them. So Fantasy <laughs> Island is anything like this. I'm totally on board. I'd be far more likely to go see Truth or Dare if they didn't do the smile thing. That just that it creeps me out. It's a turn off. Wait, didn't you end up seeing it though? And didn't like did, you saw it right? I no. didn't make that up. No, I Marco, saw it. Marco saw it. I saw it. In, we're not the same person. I saw it in a theater <laughs> all by myself. It was awesome. That thing where the uh, theater employee comes in every 25 minutes to make sure that the thing's projecting right. Mm, he comes like, in, he looks at me, and he's just like, really? And I'm like, yep. Love it. <laughs> no, no, no. I fucking love that movie. I think it's great. I think it's a very well done movie, and that's how I feel about it. <laughs> I just want to know whatever the movie she just filmed where she's playing like ominous cello or something. Oh, like you don't know what movie that is yet, but... Yeah, she she mentioned what it is on on her thing. I mean, I'm a I'm an ardent follower of Lucy Hale's you know social media presences. Um, yeah, so what we're talking about, like Lucy Hale and Kieran Shipka, they should be movie best friends. That's all I'm saying. Um, Can we talk about how her aunt's like a cannibal? Like, yeah, that's we can really weird. She's like, oh, we haven't had long pig for dinner in ages, and it's like, what? You're yeah, a cannibal? Okay. Wait, which which aunt says that? Uh, Zelda. Okay, so later on, whether it's real or not, Zelda straight up serves somebody a child. Like she cooks a child. Yeah, no, she's definitely down for like eating people. Like she's okay with it. How do you feel about Zelda, James? Uh, you know, I'll be honest. I was not into like I kept getting Zelda and Michelle Gomez's character mixed up because I feel like they're yes, both doing the same me. thing, kind of. Um, but one of them's doing it really well. I definitely preferred Zelda to Aunt Hilda, who I could not stand because like her accent, I just found really annoying. Um, but I don't know. It's like, it's just this very like scenery chewing dark shadows vibe. Like I, I wanted more of an understanding of what the rules of the witches are. Like seemingly they can just do any sort of magic that's convenient. Like, I don't know. I, I wanted more structure, I guess. Mm. I feel like more structure is revealed in later episodes. Um, that they really tease out the rules as opposed to kind of giving them up front, hmm. which is a whole other thing, I guess. But it wasn't playful enough, like the magic. Like some of the stuff, it's like you don't want to go in the rules. I feel like you could have hand waved it away. Like when they start talking about like an exorcism in episode six, you know, and they're all dour, like, well, it's actually a Catholic right blah, blah, blah. I wanted to be like an exorcism. Seriously. We're demon worshipers. That's so offensive. You know, like I wanted them to have some fun with it and they don't. Um, all right. So Sabrina's dad's like a witch dude. He marries a mortal woman. Um, 
that's that's Sabrina. It's going to be like a big thing with like the, her whole life, and she's baptized in the Church of Night and like some other Christian church. There's a trial in, in episode three, which to me that was the first like really big misstep. It's like what a trial? What like you have like a witch lawyer now? It for just seems yeah, she is a witch lawyer. Yeah, but for the worst reasons, the Dark Lord is like you've defamed me. <laughs> you heard my feelings. It just seems so bizarre. Like of all the directions you could go, it's like a trial, huh? Okay. Yeah. Also, I love that she puts a feeler out on which Facebook to see if any familiars want to team up with her. <laughs> does does something more happen with Salem? Does he talk by the end of the show? Uh, no. Okay. So I should ask: Did either of you watch the original Sabrina TV show? Yeah, so you mean the um? The, well, do you mean the animated one, or do you mean the, the Melissa Joan sitcom? Hart? Uh, oh, yeah, no, okay. I I watched the sitcom. Really, I mean, I've seen yeah. episodes for sure, but like, I don't know if I was an ardent watcher. Yeah, yeah I, I watched every episode. I think or about. I had never watched any of the episodes. I actually was completely unaware that her cat talked. Like I've what? seen, I've seen so many gifs of that cat on the internet, and had no idea that that was from Sabrina. Uh, and and now that I I had no idea I was like I don't know what this weird cat is but now that I know that I'm like (laughs) I'm pretty disappointed that the cat doesn't talk in this it seems like such a missed opportunity I feel like Ambrose is the cat yeah like he has taken over what Salem was Salem gets to be the cat he gets to be like the the voice within the house giving her guidance I agree and to the point I was thinking like, oh shit, they're going to have something where like Ambrose like ends up inside the cat. That like, he's, so good. like he's just going to be like, oh fuck, I'm a cat now. <laughs> well, that's an excellent idea. I think they should do that. Like you can leave the house now, but you're a cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I think you should absolutely, they should absolutely do that for I, season two. I think you can't go wrong with talking cats. No, yeah, no, no show has ever failed if it has had a talking cat. When he puts it on the paper and he's like, I should buy a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the bit. I think it's in episode two when like we first meet Father Blackwood. And Sabrina has this line. She's like, sorry, do I know you? And I'm like, yes, thank you. That's exactly how I feel watching the show. Like, who are you and why do I care? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so like Mrs. Wardwell, you know, she gets her like serious upgrade to uh basically madam satan i don't think that's even like a spoiler anymore but like uh it just reminded me of like selena kyle when she dies in batman returns and comes back awesome i was i i'm trying to rein it in but i'm i'm so into like michelle gomez's character she's so much fun is she so is madam satan like the dark lord's wife or something um i think it ends up being that spoiler alert mm-hmm. i think she's like his first wife or mm-hmm. like the first wife of she's Adam? like Lilith. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know much about Lilith, like from the biblical sense. But I, I only know about Lilith yeah. from True Blood and from a uh, rocking music festival. Yeah. Oh right, that also. Um, but I mean, like, I just love like she endears herself awesomely to me. She's just like, by the way, the principal's terrified of spiders. You know, now go fuck with him. <laughs> yeah. Which I. I think it's cousin Balky. Yeah, it's Balky, the principal. Yeah. How did you guys feel about that plot line and like her, her friend Susie and all that? Um, any any thoughts on on that? At least in the first three episodes. 
on the bullying and mm-hmm. on them like fucking with um like a non-binary character. I mean, I think it's great that they they have a non-binary character on the show. Um, the only thing I wasn't crazy about was when they defend the they basically have the three witches and Sabrina take these like bullies into the mines. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. like, like pretend that they're going to have sex with them and then make it. So they're making out with each other. I feel like that kind of ruins the point of, yeah, it's almost like they're shaming them for being, yeah. It's like, oh, I made you gay. Yeah. Right. Which I didn't love. Um, I got what they were going for because it's like, oh, look how homophobic they are. This is the worst thing that could happen to them. But it, I didn't like that. Um, Susie, otherwise I thought was kind of an interesting character. Um, and I think they get more interesting as the show progresses. So I just, the show is so outlandish though. Cause it's not, it's not even just why these four assholes are bullying poor Susie is that she is so petite and they are so fucking big and they are beating the shit out of her. Yeah. And everyone in school is like, eh, whatever. You know, I'm like, no, no, it is so on its face, blatantly obvious. I'm not saying that this kind of bullying doesn't exist because we know that it does, but it feels like there are so many shows where this is like the kind of bullying that they go to automatically, like this very, very aggressive, like, Oh, we don't like you cause you're different. Like, mm-hmm. meh. like it, it just feels like bullying could be a little bit more insidious than it is. Yeah, on these shows. It's almost like a straw man in a way. It's like, really like in the in the principal's not gonna care at all right no yeah i don't know i i like the Susie character i guess it's i realize it's sabrina's show and whatnot but it it seemed weird to me that like it's like sabrina finds out that her friend got bullied and now she's gonna go get in our soapbox and yell at the principal about it and you know my friend Susie feels this way and she feels that way and it's like what if Susie was the one saying this you know Right. Yeah. It just felt like it was, it was there so Sabrina could kind of get on a soapbox and talk about it uh, to some extent. Or if Sabrina's moment was helping her friend, like empower her friend to go find her voice. Yeah. (sighs) Um, which is running a mortuary? Like, is that fun if you're magical? Love it. I guess if you like eating people. Yeah. Exactly. Lawn pit. Okay. Fun. It's like a factory. <laughs> Fresh food. Poor Ambrose too. He's just like I'm just I'm elbow deep in guts. Like I can't leave the house. This is what I do. Great. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of uh, the haunting of Hill House because they also have like kind of a similar setup. Yeah. And I was like, huh. It's like all bleeding together. Yeah, it was very weird going from from me watching a few episodes of that, especially with, uh, I don't remember her name, but the mom from Twilight, you know, and her storyline yeah, yeah, to yeah. this. And I'm like, oh shit, right back in that Netflix mortuary. Um, yeah, so at one point, like Sabrina's going to like Dear John Harvey, which I thought was hilarious. Just the, uh, like, it's not you, it's me living deliciously. Right. <laughs> it's Mind wipes them. Cruel. Yeah. And then, like, I I, just, I really was, like, the bonkersness. There's, like, a naked teenage girl taking a bath in the woods flashback to her parents in the first episode. Where there's, like, weird blurring on, like, side boob. 
And I was like, wait a minute, how old is Kiernan Shipka? This isn't cool. Yeah, I didn't think it was necessary for her to be like naked in the woods. And like, like confronting her parents, yeah. Well, and then yeah. an episode later, she's in just like a, a slip that's barely covering anything, pretty much running through the woods again. You know, it's, it seems like they definitely didn't shy away from finding excuses to, you know, dress her in not very much in the show. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like sexy. That's the thing. Like to me, like it didn't feel like like titillating necessarily. It just kind of felt like strangely naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, like I didn't feel like it was even that gazy. I just felt like it was for some reason very um curious. Yeah, I was just like, why is she naked? Well, it <laughs> yeah. seems like given the kind of thematic content that this should be like a very sexual show. I mean, it's all about mm-hmm. her yeah. saving herself for Satan, and mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just maybe they steer into it in the later episodes, but maybe it's just because it's high school kids they didn't want to at the same time, though. I don't know, or maybe I've just been I mean, reading it, way too much Raylo fan- fanfic right now. Could it could gets be. a little sexier? I guess you could say, um, mm. but but I wouldn't say it's a particularly like scandalous show mm-hmm. in that regard. I think like Riverdale has like more like actual scenes of that. There's actually not that many, like now that I'm thinking about it, there's really not that many love stories. Even there's really just Harvey and Sabrina. And then there's also, there's one other couple. Well, well Ambrose of. kind of has. Yeah. He does but have, actually. Right. It seems weird to me that the one person who like gets to fuck is the character on house arrest. <laughs> yeah. What, oh, what else, else is he going to do? do? <laughs> oh, wait, true. But like it's witch town. Get fucking everyone get fucking like well, there is there is a moment in the thanksgiving episode that gets a little hmm. weird let me just write down does it involve like a turkey baster yes. uh no <laughs> weirdly is specific. it like a sexy pilgrim outfit no okay. it's actually not thanksgiving it's like a it's like a different weird holiday <laughs> a made-up okay. holiday some sort of yeah witch it's holiday. a witch holiday and lawn pig is involved oh really huh? Yeah, you'll see. Or not. I mean, it's probably been like 10 years since I'd heard the term long pig. Right, that's what everyone was saying. Yeah, I don't don't think there's a better way to appeal to both hosts of this podcast. (laughs) Um, But like in general, you know, I feel like witches by their nature should be like matriarchal punk rock badasses. But this show has way too much like wonky moaning about witch law. And it's like... Why are we so bound by witch law? This is so boring. I mean, the whole setup is pretty patriarchal. It's like you've got to submit yeah. yourself to the Dark Lord. It's like you well, have free will, just, but you don't. Well, like she's got her aunts, and that's great. And she's getting to her dark baptism, which everyone should call their birthday from now on. And it's like, you have questions? Let's bring in our fucking male priest, you know, Father Blackwood. Right, yeah. And like, what? <laughs> And then, like, meanwhile, like, Madam Satan's just, like, chilling on the outer realms of the show I don't know, just it seems like I don't know, just missteps at different points in this. It seems uh, like it could have been so much more. I don't know. I, I I wonder what like a Marty Noxon or a Jane Essenson would have done with this material. Yeah. Whereas like their group, like their anti misogyny club, the Women's Intersexual Culture and Creative Association, I was like, that's cool though in Trump's America. I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well it's going to go over if like Bronson Pinchot was your like principal. Um, do they ever make a Balky joke? Do they ever make a Balky joke? I know he like has a 
thing with like Hilda at one point, maybe in a dream sequence. Does he? Doesn't he? Well, spoilers, but he ends up with. Do they like tease something between him and and Madam Satan, Mrs. Wardwell? They do, right? That that would seem to make the most sense as far as who, who he'd be paired up with. Yeah. He can't get himself a Madam Satan. She's definition of out of his league. Um, are, are you like in love with uh, Michelle Gomez? Like sounds like uh, short answer. Five. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Cool. One hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I mean, like Father Blackwood, though. Like he's just like a fucking used car salesman for your soul. Like I just. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to like this character because I like Richard Cole, but I was just like this. The more he talks, the more I'm hating this character. See, I like this character. I thought, I mean, I, I don't like as a person, I wouldn't have liked him, but the character, the role he fills, I feel like he was nailing it in a way that I wasn't getting from like Aunt Zelda, who I just could mm. not get a handle on. Aunt Zelda? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Aunt Zelda and Madam Wardwell are very similar and and they're not necessarily, they don't even really want different things necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the one thing that I didn't but love, love. Madam Satan's having fun and Zelda looks like she's just woken up from like a pill binge and she's on her way back to the <laughs> pill binge. I mean, they're uh, all great actors. Like, it's not that. It's it's more just like the characters read very similarly to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like when she asks like uh, Father Blackwood, like, oh, am I giving up my soul in this whole dark baptism thing? And he's just like, like that's uh, one interpretation. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, I feel like I still don't really know what giving up your soul to Satan, though, means. I've been thinking about this. Like, what does it mean? Well, I'll tell you one thing, though. You start off by going to a religious school. Right. <laughs> or at least... At least Hogwarts was more of a vocational school. Yeah, I know. You learn the skills. Yeah, you're not going to learn math or anything, but you're going to learn how to do shit and a job. Yeah. I know we're focused on the uh, first three episodes, but yeah, in that fourth episode, it was like, oh, we get to see which school. And like, which school is kind of lame. Which school is kind of like normal school. Yeah. And a, uh, a short walk from her home, too. And they're like, oh, we yeah, have this. God. We have this prank called the heroin where we just kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, <laughs> roasted. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get some uh, some insomnia followed by some death, <laughs> and then you get to be like a weird, creepy ghost kid. Enjoy it. So funny. Like, do all the other. I started rereading a little bit of uh, Go and Compass like a week or two ago. Like, do all the witches like? Suppose all witches have a familiar or like a demon or a daemon or whatever, but like, do we ever actually see anyone else's? I want to say like, we're just told that Hilda's is like spiders or something. Yeah. No, you see her spiders. Cause isn't that what affects the principal? That's right. That's right. Zelda has a dog. Okay. Huh? There's, there's like one shot of a dog that looked like it was like a puppet in, in one scene. I don't know if the dog ever does anything else. Huh? I don't remember that. I believe you. I just can't. It's think like of it. it's like really fast. She's like, oh, if you had a dog, he'd be friends with like so and so, and it's like cut to this like weird stuffed animal dog thing. <laughs> it just <laughs> cuts away really quickly. I will say this show did read my mind at one point because there was a point where it's like 
I'm liking Etta Candy just fine. And then like, I'm, she's getting on my nerves and then like Zelda kills her. <laughs> and then you're like, well, that's that. I'm like, wow, Sabrina is either reading my mind or I have psychic power. I have powers to control the will of the show. Cool. They're crazy. I, yeah. I know I didn't pick up on it at first that in the third episode, it's like they, they're in trouble. And so they're aging. Oh yeah. Like it, when I first watched it, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing with like, Aunt Hilda's makeup. She does not look good. Like I did, it didn't occur to me that, that was intentional. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You're like, oof, God. Like, man, she looks jaundiced. Yeah. Nope. yeah. <laughs> it's called makeup. Have you heard of it? What the hell? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know why I wrote this down. When they're doing like the uh the prank to the jocks in the mine, like uh I don't know why I wrote that. I wrote there's eight people in this mine and two six packs. That doesn't work out. <laughs> Eight people in the mind, two six packs. Yeah, like they're bringing like the two six packs of beer, and I'm like, oh, that doesn't. Oh, I thought you meant like six packs, like they're ass. <laughs> That's what I thought. Too. I was yeah. like, oh, are you just being really mean and like fat shaming the teenagers? Like, oh. Each guy has a three pack. <laughs> right. Right. Eight, well, you know, eight yeah. people, twelve beers. The uh, the girls just have one. The guys have two. I think that works. And everybody gets very drunk because they're in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone enjoying their light beer in this creepy mind. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Good time. Oh, it's it's the weird like um, it's like Susie's uncle. Is that that's episode three, yeah, right? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck was that? Well, oh, it's weirder. Yeah. Does it? Uh, just because yeah. the scene where they're like just looking in the door and you just hear like this like heavy breathing, and I was just like, oh, I don't know about this. It's it's actually very creepy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely it's extremely creepy. Yeah, and it gets yeah like there's a whole that's where the whole exorcism thing comes in. That's one of my like scenes that I kind of enjoyed is when she astral projects herself into his room to talk to the demon possessing him, and he does like the the demon barf at her. I was like, that was fun. That was very like pseudo like um, say Buffy, but that's not what I mean. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of like a Buffy type vibe because like it flies through her and like melts the chair right behind her. Yeah, yeah, like almost like Evil Dead esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun, but like, okay, so back to Hilda and Zelda. Who, I'm sorry, they grew on my nerves. The more she progressed, so Hilda can resurrect herself every time Zelda kills her, which apparently is well. It's not. You find out later that it's not so much that she has that power as much as there's something in the in the yard, like hmm. the mud oh. in the yard, like resurrects people like it's not like she's just magical i mean she obviously they're all magical but you know what i mean so if she murders her on vacation in tahiti like she ain't coming back (laughs) no (laughs) but yeah it's implied this has happened more than a few times so like this is a dysfunctional home right because like sabrina is aware of this yeah this is like a thing that they do like you know instead of stealing like your sister's favorite jacket she murders her and buries her in the yard so they're sisters yeah they're okay. sisters yeah I think when why I, do they have different accents I don't know I think when I first was like aware that she had two aunts I thought that they were a couple but okay wouldn't yeah. that be cool that would yeah. be cool it would make more it's sense not... accent wise too you know right it Ooh. would I kept but, thinking that's this, the thing that we're not like not referring to, but then they both say, "My brother, your father," and I'm like, "Wait, oh, really? Your actual sisters? Shit." Well, if they weren't, it would be a very dysfunctional, 
romantic relationship. <laughs> They're like, we're devil worshippers. We're into this. The whole thing would just be, you know, like definitely somebody needs to call the police on Zelda because this is fucked up. If they're siblings, it feels better. Uh, yeah, in case you forgot that Sabrina's the coolest teenager ever, she's got like a David Bowie photograph on her bedroom wall. I was and like, no, cool. no teenager is as cool as Sabrina is, right? Like, sure. ever. I think, like I, I think in Sabrina's, like, there are people who are in their mind are that cool, but I don't think the rest of the their society thinks they're that cool, I guess, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Well, what point to, like, so Harvey's a sweet kid. He's maybe okay. a little bit dim. But is he dim or is he just unaware of the things that we are aware of because well, we are watching the show? So as episode two is progressing, he is present for a lot of like her family's, let's say, adorable moments. Yeah. And, and they're all their weird in jokes to like strange midnight birthday rituals. And he's just like, <laughs> eh, oh, he, I'm, I'm aloof to I like mean, a level of zen. She yeah. might be, you know, like obliviating him here and there, too. So that could account for some of that. Mm. But yeah, talking about cool teenagers, your birthday's on Halloween. Fuck, that's cool. I feel like it would suck, though. Like, yeah. I just feel like your birthday should be away from all holidays, so you have mm-hmm. an extra birthday day. Totally but agree. It sucks for you, but still, it's like, it's cool observationally. Like, everyone else is like, God damn, you're so cool. And you're just like, yeah, whatever. It's kind of cool to have a Halloween party that is also a birthday party. Yeah. But, like, it does kind of fuck up with your birthday. Mm-hmm. Well, you're never going to get, like, just a normal birthday party. Right, exactly. Yeah, you can never be like, I just want to have, like, not a themed birthday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, your birthday's always a theme party now. Suck it. Sorry. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> so, at the dark baptism, did anyone else notice the shirtless bunny head guy in the background? I did not. No. He's, like, shirtless, and he has, like, a rabbit's head. I don't know if it's, like, a mask. Or just an actual rabbit's head. Rabbit. Yeah. Just like, okay. <laughs> Let's steer into this more. Let's get some fucking freaks. But no. No. Does their coven only get together for shit like this? Is it like also, is it like a state coven thing? Because later on, they talk about how somebody came from like the Church of Night from Minnesota or whatever. I don't make it's just like a state Church of Night. Oh, why is the... I imagine it's like the Greendale one, right? Like it's just the local. Which just makes like me think, chapter. like, why is the Dark Lord, like, so invested in Sabrina? He's just like, I really my, want you to come to my school. My question is, is maybe, is there only one Dark Lord, or is it, is it... <laughs> He's the Dark Lord just, of uh, just this area in Connecticut, yeah. Right. Like Regional there, Dark Lord. Yeah. I'm, I'm a assistant to the Regional Dark Lord. <laughs> exactly. Because it doesn't make sense, because, like, what the whole world is like relying on Sabrina, the whole world. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, cause at the start of it, it's like dark, dark Lord asks you, are you like going to be free to love and hate and obey nature? And I'm like, that's not too bad, I guess. But then it's like, am I supposed to fuck him in front of all these weird hillbillies? That's not cool. Yeah, they never, they never make it clear what the dark Lord really wants. Um, because Hilda and Zelda, as far as we know, have kind of a chill life. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have friends who were mortals, which, by the way, if you don't want her to do that, maybe don't send her to school with a bunch of mortals. Seriously. Um, like, that just seems like, you know, the mistake. 
But, but like, what do they want? Maybe they were like, just too lazy to, to uh, homeschool. They're like, eh. <laughs> I want to yeah, ride my hair yeah. for a while every day. I just need seven hours to myself to stare at a wall and smoke. <laughs> um, but like, what is normal witch person lifestyle? Like, are they only interacting with the outside world because their niece slash ward is like half human? I mean, do they need to run the mortuary? Like, are they in a whole other world? Or do they actually like have to go into town and buy groceries and shit? Like, I, I don't... think they have to buy a grocery. I think that they do interact with the world, but only on kind of like a, you know, an acquaintance basis, okay. you know? Um, I don't think it's like they go, because in Sabrina, the, the sitcom, not that this is like the same, but they are like a part of the functioning reality of like the world. It's just. They also have like a portal that can take them to like the other realm. I think it's called. Did okay. this show remind anyone else of that movie? Beautiful creatures. Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. I actually like that movie. I think I've told yeah, you that before. We've had that discussion. Yeah. <laughs> I like actually kind of like that movie. I've, I was like, I've that is seen... the worst movie ever made. And you're like, I kind of <laughs> like it. I've only seen half of it. I think with you, James, mm-hmm. and I keep holding out hope that we'll watch it for headcanon someday. Okay. Um, I pulled out that hope as well. <laughs> Because I, I just want to revisit Jeremy Irons' terrible southern accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like southern Boris Karloff. Well, some hair shot. It was worth it, the whole thing, though. Really. really and Emmy Rossum's whole mood, yeah. I think speaking she of, made the movie. Yeah, well, speaking of Alden Ehrenreich, we're going hard on Alden Ehrenreich this. I know. I think I week. love him. I just remember finding like that guy, the guy from Beautiful Creatures, is going to be on solo. Ooh, I, I love it. Wiped my mind of him being in that movie because I, when he got announced, I was like, I've seen Hail Caesar. I guess he's okay. He's a <laughs> good actor, not, you guys. At least he's not. Uh, he's not the problem in Solo. I'll say that. I Let me say something really nice about Alden Ehrenreich. Okay. He's not Miles Teller. Ooh. You gotta oh. give it to him. You gotta give it to him there. What happened to Miles Teller? He was famous, so famous, like last year, and now he is doing what? Losing roles to uh, uh, Ansel Elgort? Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, him so much. maybe he pissed somebody off or something. They don't want to cast him. Besides yeah, me. I'm curious. Like, what is he? Because he had the Top Gun sequel, but that seems like it's really far off now. Okay, yeah, I guess the so. Top Gun one. Um, he's in some show called Too Old to Die Young. Wait, who is he in Top? Too Old to Die Young? Are they remaking that? Isn't that like a Richard Grieco I, movie? Wait, no is idea. he like Maverick Jr.? I think he is actually. Yes, oh, I'm pretty sure. That bothers me. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna like this movie if that's how you feel about Miles Teller. No, I'm that's got your it. it's got your boy Glenn Powell in it though. Oh, I love Glenn Powell. Is that your boy as well? Who doesn't like Glenn Powell? I mean, yeah, come on, we've all we've all seen the setup. Yeah, so good. Set it up. Set, Set it, it up. up. Wait, what is the setup then? Whatever. That's a different thing, I think. Wait, John Hamm uh, is in that movie? Wow. The Maverick what? movie. John Hamm is in. Oh, oh the, yeah. I was like, he's not in Set It Up. <laughs> but he isn't, would be so lucky. <laughs> He would be like he'd be like the Tay Diggs role, right? Yeah, if that was yeah, if it was a different movie, it would be that. That would okay. be his role. That's like the role that John Hamm tends to get now. Right, so at one point, Michelle Gomez is like kissing the Dark Lord's hooves, Ugh. and yeah. I'm like, oh no, yeah. we're gonna see Satan's goat cock. 
Oh. And then, like, what is that thing on his stomach? Does he have, like, a vagina dentata on his stomach? Pretty sure that's not what that is. Okay. I don't cool. know what it is. Pretty sure it's not that. But it's, like, something a little weird. I feel like it's something, though. I mean, oh, Satan, you're, you're all powerful. You can't, like, uh, I don't know, cast a spell to make yourself look less hideous. This is how you just, want to look. Excuse me. Just, this is take choice. just take over Richard Coyle's body. Hello. I'm Satan. Nah. He is a good looking person. He's got a great voice too. Yeah. And then he's just like, I also run a school and I'm really worried about having a child. Mm. <laughs> so he's deep. Yeah. I just, I wanted him. I don't know. I episode three did not do anyone any favors. And that was when I was like, I like started like doing this character a lot. <sighs> All right. Well, um, let's move into uh, our make one change and then our power rankings. Um, there's one thing you could change about the show. What would it be? You guys go. I think I, think I would have more. Oh, sorry. Do you want no, to no, go no, first? You, you go. You go first. I think that I would just have a little bit more of like a mystery. Like I wish, like I wish that there was something that I was really curious about. Like that wasn't kind of that I wasn't kind of pulling from like thin air. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder if oh maybe Sabrina has a twin. But, like, I don't know. And, like, we have the thing with the witch hunter, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't really ever ever totally pan out. Like, I don't know. Like, I wish there was just, like, a more of a little bit of a mystery. It, you remind me, too. It always says that thing, too, where everything has to tie around her, her stupid dad. And so even, like, yeah. Daniel Webster is just like, it was your dad who taught me how to be the best damn lawyer of all time. And it's like, right. oh, God damn it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, a mystery would be great. I wish there was less characters, like a little more focus. It just, it was too oblique. It was too broad for me to like, I don't know, jump in and like latch the fuck out of it. Like I wanted to, but it had a great look for the most part when it wasn't all Vaseline up. Yeah. Well, that's a good one change. Drop the blur. But I guess for me, I wanted it to feel like a hard choice for her to not join the coven. It seems like mm-hmm. it, like an incredibly easy no to me to be like fuck mm-hmm. that, you know. Like if it was like, look at all this power you could have, and I mean they they try to do, it, but I feel like they just they don't sell me at all. Like at no point am I like, ooh wow, tough decision. I mean, I yeah. do want to be able to fly, <laughs> but you know, I but guess would you, yeah. Would you give it up for Harvey Kinkle? I mean, he's a child, and I see him as such, so no. But... Isn't, isn't he the guy who played Jeffrey Fair. Dahmer in that? Uh, he like, is. Yeah. He's very talented, but but he's, like, much younger, I think. He's probably my age. Like, when would we love? What's his name? But Ross isn't that Lynch. worse, though, when someone is, is your age and they look he much younger? Younger than me. Mm. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> All right, well, let's do our character power rankings. I have uh, 10 people ranked here. Would anyone like to go first? Um, are we just going to do it? Do I just read it out loud? We're going to just go like, go around. So you do your 10, then, then I'll do mine and mark it as his. And, okay. and you do your nine, et cetera. Yeah. Cool. Okay, let me get my things. Okay, I got mine. Mine is in descending order. Russell Lynch is 22, by the way. In case anyone's curious. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was your number 22. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I was wondering. I was like, oh, I didn't know we were doing 22 power rankings. I was like, that's what, actually more brutal than me. <laughs> All 
All right. Um, I'll do my number 10 first because I just really did not like this character. Is uh, Aunt Hilda. I just, I don't know. She bugged me. Um, mine is Harvey. It's the lowest one. Wow. But I think I may have misinterpreted. Wow. Like, I rank them by, like, how much. How, how literally powerful they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I rank. Them. That's fine. It's going to be an interesting ranking then. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I'm actually going to uh, agree with James. Like Hilda is my number 10. I like Hilda. So this is actually kind of a fucked up list on my part. Go on. (laughs) Uh, I just put the, the weird sisters collectively at number nine. Uh, Maybe they come into their own a little more, but at least in the first three episodes, I was just like, why you don't want her to go to this school and you're like weird bullies. Like I just, there were too many, like there's like this Madam Satan. And then there's like what her, like her, you know, aunts want and father, whoever. And then the weird sisters. And I'm like, I have no idea what anyone's motivation is here. I feel like I have to remake my list. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, if we're making, if we're making a list. I don't know why. I just kind of assume that's like how, how rankings worked. I like no, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it should have been more clear. <laughs> no, it's my fault. I just didn't think about it. I was just like, yeah, I guess that's just how it works. Um, cool. All right. Well, who do you got for your number nine? Um, Rosalind. I feel like that. That's actually kind of accurate, maybe to where I put her though, because it's not well. Mm, okay. Yeah, Ros. Okay. Um, my number nine actually is Sabrina's like human teenage friends. I just kind of bunched them all together here, including Susie and Roz. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, I just, on a whole other show, these would be great characters or, or could be, but the sh- I feel like the show didn't fully care about them. Like, it's like, here's a moment for each of you. Um, like Susie gets more of her uncle like later on, but I was like, okay, I think obviously the, you um... want to do more about which law. The setup with like the Roz losing her eyesight, I think it would have landed a lot better if it wasn't like you know you don't have to wait three months to read that book. You know, like I, I feel like if whatever they were fighting for was something that wasn't easily obtainable in the interim, it would have landed a little better. Like I get that, like it's really the this goal she's working towards that she won't be able to you know enjoy or whatever. But it was like, have you not heard of Amazon? Yeah. Do they have Amazon? Do they have which Amazon? I don't know. <laughs> uh, where are we at? Um, number Jeff eight. Bezos is actually one of our, you know, our disciples. I actually had Jeff Bezos number eight. No, um, I had uh, Salem at number eight. Salem would have been number one if he talked, but yeah, he did. <laughs> so. hmm. I had Sabrina. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Again, I like it. Yeah. Sorry. How, how did you feel about Kieran and Shipka? And her performance. You know, it grew on me more as the, uh, as the uh, season went on. When I first saw her, I was like, uh, I, I, but it was really more just the way that she was written felt very like um, an adult in a tiny child's body kind of a thing. Mm. And that was not my favorite. Yeah. Mm. In the first episode, especially, it kind of felt like she's in a different show than the rest of the characters. Yeah, yeah. It, but I liked her as it went on for sure. 
She's so interesting the first episode because she's walking on like Halloween sunshine the whole time. And then, but then she's afterwards, it feels like she's never really in danger. Like she's got this kind of, I don't know, soul agency, like, like no one else can bother her. Even when she's like running around in like a weird nightmare version of her house in like episode five, I don't, she doesn't seem too bothered. She seems very cool. Yeah. Like she's got her yeah. own affect, but it's like, she's never really super scared. I mean, I, I, anyways. Uh, what are we at? You're number, number eight. Zelda. Oh, wow. Eh, eh, I mean, I just, no one is super served well, I feel like, by this show. And like, Zelda is just more of like a, like a tired Hollywood actress archetype to me. Um, I feel like I was watching like, like Joan Crawford in her later years, if she like slept in the same room as her sister. Mm. That's the kind of like the, <laughs> what they were giving to her direction wise. Do you so. think that there's kind of like a, um, what whatever happened to Baby Jane vibe between Hilda and Zelda a little yeah, a bit. Little, yeah, a little. Yeah, like just just realize that I'm like, oh, he could interpret it that way. No more wire brooms. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. That see. would be a bad way to clean things. So. <laughs> uh, number seven, I had Susie Putnam. Um, at least in the I don't know if this changes as the series goes on, but at least in the first three episodes, I feel like. It, they weirdly kind of like bypassed her own emotions to have Sabrina express them instead. And it seemed odd yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. I could get, I get what you're saying. Well, it's like, it's like Sabrina's like pointing to her in the background and being like, you should feel bad for her. And yeah. it's like, let her say something. <laughs> and she gets a little bit, but yeah, I feel like that in a, it, the structure of the show is a little different to allow her friends to interact more with the rest of all the witchy stuff. I think it would have worked mm. better. Yeah. Mine. I have Ambrose, but I definitely would put him higher if this was just a likability ranking that I was doing. I can't wait to hear who your number one is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he'll be pleased. Okay. Uh, my number seven is the weird sisters who aren't so much characters as a mood. Um, yeah, for sure. A it's mood like, and like lace collars. Yeah. yeah, but it's like I think the one chick has a name. That's oh, Dorcas. The other two were like, oh, is there a Dorcas? <laughs> There's a Dorcas and um, a Prudence, and the other one has like a weird name too. I'm trying to remember what it is. Oh, it's like, like, Agatha. Prudence is, I think. Our, our Prudence is our main character, right? And it's like, okay, Prudence is cool. Like she she doesn't need a, an excuse to like go fuck with boys. I get that. That's awesome. And the other two are just like, you know what? Every single day we're gonna dress up just like you and stand. <laughs> just behind you and that's going to be our high school experience we're all going to stand in triangle formation yeah yeah do you guys choreograph this (laughs) and then like sabrina calls them sucky bitches at one point it's like how long have you been waiting to say that sabrina (laughs) forever (laughs) okay uh is it my turn i think it is yeah um number six i had roz i mean her and Susie. i feel like are pretty close roz i feel like at least got a little more there with her kind of angst about her eyesight which did seem a little random like is that a spell like is a witch doing that to her because otherwise it's like really there's something where she talks about like her grandmother somebody somebody in the family like thought they were losing their faith so they were starting to lose their sight or lose sight of their faith or something Mm. which i'm assuming pays off 
this is a podcast where we're just turning to Caitlin for like having oh, actually yeah, watched sorry. entire material. Like the whole time, like we're like, yeah, we saw a couple episodes, and you're like, I saw all of it. So <laughs> let me explain yeah, it to you. <laughs> so yeah, so it ends up being that she is she goes blind because we're well, not because of, but it, she sees in a different way, hmm. or oh. her her grandmother sees things basically what ends up kind of happening is that everyone ends up having sort of a supernatural gift of some kind so sabrina is a witch but then everybody else kind of is also connected what what does harvey get yeah seriously a zombie brother oh Oh, his like drag his like cartoonist brother yeah he ends up well this is major spoilers but he ends up dying and sabrina basically brings him back Oh, that's uh, as far yeah. as superpowers go. I'd, I'd be like, hey, Sabrina, you got anything else? <laughs> yeah. My power? I'm related to a zombie. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> what about like, that yeah. flight that you mentioned? Yeah. <laughs> Is that on the table? Yeah. Like, it's kind of funny, though, when it's a teenage show and, like, the metaphor for going blind is like nothing to do with masturbation. It's like we've moved on as a society. Well, I mean, yeah. The banned books thing, it's like, really? Like it, that really seems like a plot line from like 1960. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, like we know this is not. We know this is modern day. Yeah, even if it like looks not modern day. So I thought that was a little weird. It's like a season one Betty and Veronica C plot. Like it really, it's yeah. like oh, you formed this club and now you're going to campaign for gender neutral bathrooms at school or something. No, that's not what you're doing. You're like all about banned books. It's like oh, yeah. okay. I, yeah. I just picture Veronica being like, I've just heard from Midge that we can't check out Tony like Morrison in the school library. I'm going full dark stars. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't believe, I mean, I guess I'm sure it happens because people are fucking crazy, but yeah, I have a hard time believing that the bluest eye does not get pulled from shelves. Like without New York. Well, we don't actually know where this is. Well, isn't okay. Riverdale is also um, nebulous, is, is it not? Yeah. yeah. But it's like shockingly close to a place where a character calls himself Papa Poutine. Yeah. Like, it's got to be north. I think it's supposed to be like Hudson Valley maybe, but it's not really clear. The impression I've always got is that like it's it's like a Springfield from the Simpsons thing where it's like, yeah, you know, they, they border both California and New Hampshire or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Marco, you're number six. My number six is Salem. Mm. Um, I think at the time I was like, you know what? I really want to get a cat. And now I have two cats. <laughs> but like, I was like, I kept waiting for more. I kept thinking like Salem's going to be like the, the breakout character. He's going to have some kind of like awesome line at some point we're gonna be like oh shit it's going down or kind of like I, I can't believe i watched all of like the boston space show on netflix where the whole time it's like you know the robot's gonna do a thing at some point and they finally like build up to it. it's like i figured salem's like the character we know from the original he's the whatever anyway he's just a cute cat <laughs> the cat like, is cute yeah absolutely. are your cats black cats uh no one is looks like a furry gargoyle and the other i don't uh... know how you describe um, they've been sniffing the microphone, but seems, they haven't been meowing. Seems like uh, you've been derelict in your duties of posting some photos of them on the internet. You guys want to see? Yeah, the cats? I would love guys, to see the cat. That's what the internet's talking. for. You guys yeah. talking? I'll DM you pictures of my cats. Hmm. That would be great. Thank you. 
All right. Uh, let's see. Number six for you, Caitlin. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. Zelda. Hmm. Actually, or is it? I said Ambrose, right? You, Ambrose was your seven, I believe. Okay, then Zelda. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my my rankings suck, guys. That's no I problem. fucked up. I'm just going to be here for commentary in, on your lists. That's okay. going to be my new list. Commenting on your lists. <laughs> if that makes right. any sense. Our lists have never been so like worthwhile then. <laughs> exactly. So well, I'm thinking. I number, didn't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> my number five is Harvey Kinkle. Um, what a name. So you like him a lot more than I thought, actually. I feel like incredibly neutral about him, I guess. Like he was yeah, fine. Was, he didn't yeah. annoy me in the way a lot of the kind of like generic love interest characters do on these teen TV shows. Because, um, I mean, you know, I watch lots of teen shows and sometimes it's just like the, the, the love interest is super dull or it's like they just drag the character down constantly. I didn't get that vibe from this guy. So I'll give that to yeah. you. Hmm. Yeah. And he's got like a goat man PSD or something. <laughs> yeah. He, when the goat man didn't do anything to him besides be there. <laughs> goat man's like, can I live? Yeah. Like, Bitch, can I live? <laughs> so you don't like how I look. Thanks. <laughs> um, are we doing, is it my number five? Yeah. Yes. That's yours. Um, <laughs> This is going to shock everyone. It's I'm also putting Harvey Kink um, at number five because what? Like you said, he doesn't he doesn't offend. Um, there was one point I wrote down in my notes as I'm watching the show like live. I'm just like he's so earnest and sweet to her that I desperately want something terrible to happen to him because I'm a I'm a messy dramatic person. But like he's I don't know for the most part he's I guess supportive as much as he can be for being completely in the dark about literally one half of his girlfriend's life or more. Um, I just, I see like, like he's a great high school boyfriend, but you're not, you're not selling down a Harvey kink, right? <laughs> I know it's kinkle. I know it's kinkle. I keep saying, you're like, I know, I know. <laughs> but we're not doing it. Um, I mean, Sabrina probably is not going to settle down with him, but well, this dude's headed straight for the mines, like full time. It seems like, yeah, well, we'll see what happens with those mines. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so like intrigued about something. Didn't he mind. also go as a minor for Halloween? That's his yeah, costume, that's, right? That's cute. That's kind of real, tricky. Real, I don't know. Real creative, Harvey. He's like, this was just in a closet. So. That's like uh, you know, in in college, one of my housemates was this guy, Creepy Dan, and he'd like gotten <laughs> he'd gotten a job. Yeah, Creepy with a K because he was fucking creepy. He gotten a job at uh, Safeway. And his Halloween costume was uh, his Safeway. His Halloween costume was a Safeway uniform, except he wasn't wearing pants. He just had like boxers on. Oh, I see why he's creepy now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, what happened to that guy? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think oh he eventually God, moved out. <laughs> oh, the creepy dance stories are so good. Did the neighbors have a dog? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it just sounds so they weird. Were, it's probably better were, if we don't explain it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say they were all awoken one morning to a strange sound. <laughs> a very passionate oh. girlfriend. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, at least he has a girlfriend. At least he found pots every kettle. You know, like good for him. <laughs> I like how you see the the bright side. Of yeah. I got to hear all about his UTI. Yeah. Um, where are we at, uh, Caitlin? You're number five. Uh, I'm not doing one anymore because I fucked up. So. <laughs> so oh, all right. Support. I'm sorry. That's okay. But my number five was uh, was Father Blackwood. Mm. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, Father Blackwood. Okay, my number. So your number one will be. Okay, your number one will be the Dark Lord, right? It seems like it has um, to be. Actually, it was going to be the Dark Lord, but now, but it's Madam Satan. Okay, okay. cool. My because number... the I fucked up, guys. I don't know why <laughs> I did. You know, I just realized I don't have Madam Satan on my list. What? Why? I, I just I didn't understand what the point of her was. I was like, what do you? What is your goal? Just... Yeah, that's a good question. Well, they guys... kind of explain it at the end, but. Can we just take a moment and just? You want to know what her goal is? To be sure, awesome. yeah. To be so amazing. basically, um, at the end, and spoiler alert, guys. But at the end, her purpose is she's going to make Sabrina turn to the Dark Lord in order to have her take hit. Uh, in order for Sabrina to take Madame Satan's place as the foot soldier of the dark lord or something so oh, she like wants she kill? wants sabrina to join the dark lord like a genie in the bottle thing like i need you yeah to take place. i Aww. think so yeah i want her to i can't madam satan kill the dark lord and become like the the dark lady can't she become the missy to all this i think she wants to be like his wifey <sighs> i guess in the episodes i was watching it just seems like she's trying to kill sabrina and i was like i don't understand what, what your deal is <laughs> so yeah, She's trying to kill her. Like I said, real quick, my mom is visiting, and so we were watching some of this at times. And my mom's like, she's very much like, uh, like I'm playing something on my iPad, like while I watch TV. And so at one point, she looks up to like a Michelle Gomez scene, and my mom's just like, "Holy tits!" <laughs> <laughs> what scene was it? Oh, one of the ones where she's got like some super cleavagey outfit on. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, she can rock it. <laughs> yes, she can. By the way, one of your cats looks like a Maine Coon. They're, oh, Maine Coons are cats. so cute. Where did you get these cats? Like a shelter? Uh, no, they were given to me by a lady who um, was like, basically her family wanted to get a dog or they got a dog. And so the cats just weren't happy. Aww. And so they just was perfect, perfect moment. They came to me. They are, it's names are a little bit tricky because they're actually brother and sister, but I was like, fuck it. Harry and Sally. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Weird. So very witchy of them. <laughs> what number are we on? Uh, we're on number four. Um, I had Aunt Zelda, I guess. I don't know. Okay. She's so high? higher than I thought that she would be. Yeah, I don't know. She probably should be lower. I'm not sure why I put her that high. I, I feel hmm. like I know what they wanted her character to be, but I wasn't, I don't know, maybe if I was like a huge like Dark Shadows fan or something, I'd be feeling it more, but... Yeah. I feel like so, all the acting is very good by all of them, but you have to, yeah, I, yeah, that's all. I mean, they're good. They're they're good actors cast in these roles, and I, I, like I said, my thing is I don't know if the show serves the actors that it has. Like it's an abundance of riches of like ta- like thespian talent. But was Carolyn Ray the Hilda in the sitcom? In the original, yeah. Who the hell was Zelda? Um, I forget her name. They were very funny. I enjoyed okay. them. Um, right. Marco, your number four. 
is uh, Faustus Blackwood. Mm. As I just love Richard Coyle's voice. And he's he's a very interesting actor. Like he's done like British sitcoms. I mean, mostly he's done British shit. Like I don't think he's really done anything on this side, but like British sitcoms, British drama. Um, I just wanted to love his character, but you know, he still has a little more purpose and swagger than some of the other characters. Again, that voice. You've defamed the Dark Lord, so we're taking yeah, you to small excellent. claims court. <laughs> Did you have a number four you wanted to share with us, Caitlin? Um, mine was did I say Father Blackwood? I don't think One, did. two, three, four, five. I think he was your five. Nine. Yeah, well, I think I only wrote nine down. <laughs> so I'm just really crushing it. This list um, is getting better by the <laughs> I know. I like literally like all week I was like, okay guys, what do you need from me? I want to really prepare. <laughs> and uh I I actually did that uh very well. And uh thank you. Please have me back. <laughs> really, really please. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, you're doing better than us half the time here, so I feel like you, you know, guys don't, are so don't organized. Beat I feel terrible. So fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I had Father Faustus Blackwood at number three. Um, I feel like him, Michelle Gomez, and, and Aunt Zelda are all kind of doing the same thing, but I think he's doing it the best of the three of them. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Okay. Uh, number three, I've got Ambrose. Mm. Again, okay. breakout character to me. I kept thinking he was going to become the cat somehow, but like. <laughs> I really want that. That's a great <laughs> idea. They should do that. But like. I was like, who is this character? Like, how does he just fit in with this group? Like, I was so intrigued by him. Like, he was the character that was nonsensical to me, but in a good way. Like, I was excited about the curiosity of of his dynamic of everyone else. And he just seemed like a super likable presence. So uh, I'm I'm totally into whatever's happening with Ambrose. He and he's the only character who fucks. Yeah. Well, for now. <laughs> for now, yeah. Uh Caitlin, any any number threes you'd like to offer up? I have no more thoughts. No more thoughts. My thoughts have been depleted. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Well, my number two was Sabrina Spellman. Um, mm. I feel like so you really like Sabrina. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, of I mean, I didn't I didn't really like the show, so you know, it's it's like grading on a curve right, and whatnot. Yeah. But um, of all the characters, I you know, I really like Karen and Shipka. I feel like when she was allowed to kind of play emotions instead of exposition, she did really well. Um, there's a lot of just, I don't know. I feel like they saddle her with like a lot of stuff that they could have found a better way to like get that information out there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's, I like, like I said, I like Karen Chipka and she is the, the star of the show. Yeah. Um, my number two is is Sabrina as well. I mean, again, Karen Shipka is great. She's like, I don't know, sugary positive. Like, like I feel like I got like a cavity just from enjoying her in this role. I don't know if it super serves her all the time. Like I said, some of it's exposition. Some of it's like actual acting. Um, it's an interesting progression just in her career from like watching her grow up and be a dynamic force in Mad Men and to be in this character. Uh, there's a movie called Black Coat's Daughter, which is okay. It's yeah. super creepy. She's in that, and it's kind of like the darker version of this. But as you were talking, James, I was just thinking like a younger Zoe Deutsch might have been like really good in this role too. You guys secretly you love Zoe Deutsch. Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, I love her too, actually. But I'm on chapter 13 of my Zoe Deutsch fanfic. It's just her living her life and being awesome. 
That's so weird, man. I know. I, know. Uh, but, <laughs> no, uh, I think with Sabrina, I'm just not sure exactly. It, like, it seems like the way they're directing Karen and Chipka, the character doesn't make a ton of sense to me at times. Like, you're not sure what her deal is. I'm just not entirely sure. Like, sometimes it's book, like she's like really. very casual about being a witch, and sometimes she's like, "I don't want to be evil. I'm super innocent." And I'm like, "Right, I yeah. don't know where you're really coming from and all this." You know, you like your boyfriend. I, I get like, that. I feel like they had like a really great look. Like, I remember when like the the first like on set photos came out, and everyone was like, "Oh, thank God! Like, she looks great. Like, this is perfect." And they were just like, nah, don't worry about doing too much more. We don't have to write you great or, or give you a whole lot to do. You got that great look. Like, you look perfect in the role. Just just do that. And it's like, you have a great actor here. Like, let them let them feel this. Like, let them be freaked out. Like, that was the, the beauty of Buffy's. Sometimes she was super tough and hard and, like, a hero. And sometimes she was very vulnerable and, like, human. And, like, the contrast. There's not a lot of contrast in Sabrina. Well, there's a, a moment where the weird sisters are, like, surrounding her. And, like, they start, like, doing this, like, curse on her. And I was like, man, what if she just, like, punched one of them right now? Because, like, because she's yeah. a, a half-blood a half or, or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's like, let's see how... Like, what if she used her humanness yeah. to defeat... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a funny moment, though, when she was like, oh, you're cursing me? Really? Come on. Please don't. <laughs> like she's funny. Like I think she, Kiernan Shipka can be very funny when she wants to be or when they allow her to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you had uh, her at number two as well, Marco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, so Madam Satan is number one. My number one is for, for one of us. My number one is Ambrose. Um, okay. He's awesome. I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. That that moment he when awesome, he's like, right? "I'll fuck you up if you like come on our property." Or I was like, "Wait, I want to watch this guy's show." Like this guy's like this like totally rad like gay warlock undertaker like he solves mysteries <laughs> about bodies that come in like I can I watch that instead of these but losers does he solve the mystery I don't he know doesn't but theoretically he could I mean in, well if he had right. his own show he would you know he does right. fuck that guy's ex boyfriend so and you that's know, all the case, mystery you need <laughs> case closed these women are safe. <laughs> <laughs> Also, you got to respect a guy who's like, I'm just going to wear a smoking jacket open with no shirt and I can make this work. Like, yeah, that's he's a, a beautiful look. person. Like, like, if you can make that work, do it. Most of you can't, so don't. But he yeah, made it work. My, he made it work. Um, yeah, my number one, of course, is Madam Satan. And I will <laughs> not elaborate in all the ways I could. But I, I'm a huge Michelle Gomez fan. Like, I can't imagine after seeing her in this and Doctor Who, I cannot imagine that she's a nice normal human being in real life and i don't want her to be i want her to be this <laughs> evil hurricane that's just going to destroy things and like be charming about it the whole time she is very wasted in some parts and some of her it's like oh shit you guys we're 45 pages into the script and we haven't written some kind of madam satan scene so let's have her show up in like faustus's office <laughs> and like tell him how to do his job because he's he's fucking it up and it's like oh, okay well at least she's here at least and she's I knew, here. yeah i knew that like at some point like she comes more to the forefront so i was really powering through to get to the end of episode five and see her like show up more in episode six and yeah i, I just i don't know i, I at some point i'll finish the season just because i want more sure more michelle McGomez. but yeah sorry <sighs> all right well that was sabrina um would you guys recommend this show Oof. yeah i mean i definitely would recommend it i just think that yeah, I would recommend it. I think that 
you have to kind of like this thing, though. Like, you have to like the kind of, like, angsty teen thing, and you have to like Supernatural Mm. stuff, and not saying that it does those things, like, the best that it ever is on, like, these teen Supernatural dramas, but, like, like, I feel like if you don't like The Vampire Diaries, if that's, like, too much for you, you're not going to like this. Do you think it'd be Mm. fair to say that, like, you probably would need to like Riverdale to like the show? If not for the content, but just, I don't know, I guess to me it was like they had a very similar creative uh, vibe, I I guess. I I kind of felt like this show was very different from Riverdale in a lot of ways, which, um... I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's just because I feel like I I watch so much Riverdale and I like think about Riverdale so much <laughs> that I I can see the differences more than I can see the similarities. Um, I think it's more Vampire Diaries esque actually than it is Riverdale esque, and not just because so, it's supernatural, but just because of the way. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, guess so I, I don't mean in terms of content, but just, I don't know. It, it, to me, it, it seems obvious that they're, like, written by the same person. Well, like, it's got that, like, that whenever a production, like, does a spinoff or something, it's like, you can tell this is from the same house. So, like, visually, like, production-wise, I definitely felt, oh, yeah, this was filmed, like, side-by-side with Riverdale or, or what have you. Um, but yeah, yeah, I feel I, like I, they look very different, and I think that's what throws me off. Okay. They, Riverdale, the the budget is so much lower, I think. And that's why Mm. actually, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if the budget's lower, but it looks, the CW has kind of like a certain look to it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that this has a Netflix, more stranger things esque look. I think for me, it was the, um, that the plot line about, um, her friend Susie felt way too much. Like the whole slut shaming plot line from episode three of Riverdale. It felt like really familiar. It was like mm. just like too similar in structure, I guess. Yeah, I get that, but there were no. Yeah, no, you're right. It actually is very similar. Well, yeah. in the way that like Sabrina would go off like on whims momentarily was kind of very like uh, like like Veronica to me. Yeah. Like yeah, what? Someone told me that there's this injustice that my privilege never informed me about. I'm gonna go <laughs> champion this for exactly 45 minutes. Um, you mentioned this word a lot, and so I'm kind of curious. Does anyone actually watch that show Supernatural? Because I've never seen I've, more than like I've seen the pilot. My I'm actually thing, comparing it to supernatural shows, not the show right, supernatural. Right, I, I, no, you were just saying like like supernatural in general, but like yeah, kind of curious. I've always assumed that that show is basically like the Big Bang Theory, but for like genre shows. Mm. I think it's it's like I mean it has. I've never been like a huge huge fan of it, but it has such fans. Um, it's kind of more. I think it's kind of like X Files light. I got a little a like like Buffy for dudes. Oof. I think it's more week to week monster of the week mm-hmm. okay. kind of a show. Um, I've only seen a couple of episodes. Every episode that I've watched, I've liked. Okay. Uh, it's like pseudo procedurally, if you want to. But like I mean, they're very much bros, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I don't think it's like offensively so. Okay. If that makes sense. Uh yeah, I'm not I, sure if I'd recommend the show. I, I guess I don't know. Watch watch the pilot and if you're into it, you'll probably be into the rest of the show. I was not into it and it didn't get any better for me. I mean, episodes one and two are one thing. 
Like they're basically like combined, like the big pilot. And it was not bad. It was not terrible. I was, you know, kind of intrigued. I was like, okay, maybe some shows are slow to find their footing. Episode three was like aggressively terrible to me. Um, I was just like, oh my God, don't let this be the regular show. Like, oh, just the whole court thing. And just, uh, I was like tearing my hair out uh, watching it. So I don't know. It's like, it's so weird. I think I, I wish I, it leaned darker. That's like my one issue with it. Yeah, like I was uh, like, it could go like when you find out that the lawyer's daughter was murdered by the guy that he helped like release from prison. I was like, yeah, like I want more of that. Doesn't it kind of seem like, like Harvey should have like died at the end of the first episode or something. That would have been amazing. Ooh. I would have loved that. Like really violently. I mean, like you don't. Killed, doesn't need to be gory, but but just like something ripped off. Something to be like, oh yeah, there's stakes. You know, <laughs> like Goatman shows up and is like, "You're talking shit about me," <laughs> and then just like, like rips his heart out. Yes, that'd be fun. Yeah, Look yeah. At you, you have a face. <laughs> I love it. Let's, let's make this show. <laughs> oh, so but you also did a podcast about Sabrina. I'm just curious, which episode did you do? Um, we actually did the first one. So okay. that's one thing I'll plug is uh, Binging Adventures of Sabrina. So basically, we did a half hour episode on the first on the pilot. So okay. we just kind of talked about some favorite moments and stuff like that. So cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Caitlin. Uh, we, we can thank find you for you. having me. Oh, you're welcome. So regularly you do... Uh, well, there's a, the screen podcast that maybe one day we'll do again, but normally Riverdale Register where we can find Yes, you. that is my podcast with John. Shout out to John. Hi, John. Um, and yeah, you can find us there. Eventually we are going to make social media, um, but we are going to wait another week until I get back from vacation. Nice. So, <laughs> so stay tuned. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. All right. Excellent. And uh, yeah, thanks again for joining us. We will be back probably fairly soon to talk about Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Crimes of Grindelwald. That'll be our horny Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Cool. Well, thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.